Jiu-Jitsu impossible. At 35 years old, starting Jiu-Jitsu, I thought getting my black belt was impossible. But with hard work and a great group of friends around you, anything is possible. Welcome back to Jiu-Jitsu Impossible. Professor Clint, how are you doing today? Good morning, Chad. I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, I, I've had a little, a little funk this week. That's why I've not been training as much. But uh, I'm doing good. I'm stoked. You know, we get to I get to train in an hour and a half. Awesome. So, yeah, I get to teach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So people, uh, we're back. We actually we missed a week in our rhythm. Did you, you realize yes. that? It was, it's your fault. It's my fault. You it's all busy. my fault. I was too busy. Every- There's a term in podcasting world called pod faded. <laughs> And I wonder, you know, we finished our little intro series, and I wonder if anybody thought we had pod faded out. No, we're not fading out. No, not, not fading out. <laughs> Can't do that. But I love what we decided to talk about uh, this week is just that idea of, you know, we, we finished that first uh, mini-series, I guess, kicking off the podcast, talking about jujitsu and sin law. And then there was the question, like, well, what do we do now? And we had, we've had we have some fun ideas in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stoked about some of that stuff, but you suggested just this idea to talk about this month in jujitsu. Yeah, let's just talk about what's been going on. Yeah, and I and I, well, the second you said that, I was like, well, I've you know I've got questions to ask because I'm you know, two stripe white belt. I mean, what's this month look like? Uh, it looks like I'm tired. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you, I mean, you, uh, with the, all the years that you have done this and all the training and all this kind of stuff, I was like, wow, I, there's a lot of questions I'm curious about to hearing about, you know, this month in jujitsu. So, uh, like what's, what's your month been like in jujitsu professor? Well, the game plan went to poop. Um, we'll just say it like that. Trying to keep everything PG 13. We have young fans. Yeah. Since we, yeah, we found out we have a yeah, <laughs> shout out to Jason, Michael, AKA the Anaconda, my <laughs> favorite nine-year-old uh podcast listener out there uh hit me up after the mat and i'm like oh you listen to the podcast he said like of course i'm like okay nice to know um so yeah this month uh i had all this stuff i was gonna teach okay we were gonna really start focusing on x guard but um that went to the friday class because i noticed um watching some guys roll uh in between my roles and everything uh, they were getting trapped in neon belly. So I decided, you know, I'm going to alter it and we're going to work on that. And, um, it, it, it's been a, a good month. Uh, it's been a painful month, you know, a uh, lot of weight on neon belly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking now, you know, my training schedule this, this month has been a little bit different. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. no, I've not caught much neon belly. Oh no, you missed the neon <laughs> belly episodes. Yeah. I'm going to knock on wood, but thankfully that's the kind of thing I can typically get out of neon belly. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How was that judo session that we did on oh, that Saturday? Man, that I was thinking about that yesterday. That was cool. That was cool. It mm-hmm. made me a couple things. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but and I don't know the, the Japanese term for the second throw that we worked on the most. But what's which what was that one? Oh, uh, now it, it was a few Saturdays ago because we worked on some more of this one. Uh, uh so, you know, you 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 grab them by their you know, their leading lapel. You get around their head and you step over your feet or even with their. Oh yeah, we did Ogoshi. Okay, Ogo. So that do you yeah, know, you know large what, large hip? Wait, do you know what we call that? What do, what do y'all call it? That's the Carter pull throw. Oh yeah, the yeah because <laughs> Carter hit it in all the tournaments. Yeah, that was a nice little video his dad did. How oh, many times was it like? Oh, seven, seven or, or eight. eight, and every time he threw him down in the case up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Carter pull. Yeah, he's got it down. Yeah. So Coach Schmolke worked with that with us maybe six or seven weeks ago on a on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and he literally introduced it as this is a or as you call it the Carter pull throw. Yeah, because it was right after the last in house tournament we had seen. And Carter, how old's Carter? 
10. Yeah, he's 11. about 10. Little bitty guy. Ferocious. Oh, yeah. He's he's a killer. Ferocious. So. You know, he's one of those uh, those success stories you like to hear where dad's like, he didn't like yeah. anything. He didn't like T-ball. He didn't nothing. Soccer. You know, he's like, nothing kept him interested. He's like, we're going to try this. And, man, he hadn't left. He's just destroying it. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, – yeah, I always like to give Carter a fist bump. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a cool kid, but yeah, oh, he's awesome. So I love that 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 one because the way you had us lining up and doing it, kind of like murder style almost, right? Like I takedowns. I'm scared of takedowns, uh, maybe because I'm scared. I'm a bigger guy, so I'm right. I'm, I'm six foot tall, three hundred pounds. Like, I'm scared. I'm you're, gonna hurt you're, somebody. Yeah, um, yeah, you're just a different animal, uh, and. You know, even the young, smaller guys are scared to fall too. So don't think yeah. it's just your size. But I know yeah. a lot of guys say that because they, and it's just what you said. It's not that they're afraid to fall. They're afraid they're going to hurt somebody when they fall on top of them. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also, you know, we were going to talk about gym culture this episode and we, we decided not to. Um, but I think, you know, part of, of the vibe of our academy, there's so many of us that are over 40. It's kind of the premise of this show, Jiu Jitsu Impossible. Right. Know? 35 i i know like if i get busted up like that's gonna affect me and it's like i i you know vincent just managed to step back on the mats after you know three or four or five months mm-hmm. it's like, like i'm cognizant of like if it's another yeah. person my age like i don't want to be involved well in you and, not be able to not just train but like you get busted up for work right and uh and so that's why we try to train as safely as possible uh the people i, I will talk about vincent just briefly uh there's a people like him because of our age that have had injuries in other aspects. And sometimes, you know, things like that, they will aggravate them. But luckily because of uh, me being a judo black belt, Smokey being a judo black belt, we can show you all kinds of throws. You can, you can have the sacrifice, you can have the hips, the legs. There's a lot of things that you can do uh, that will, where you could take somebody down without putting yourself or that person in jeopardy. I will tell you, it was wild that day going through that throw, and you had all of us line up. So I think there's tw- ten or twelve of us mm-hmm. doing that. What was interesting was feeling everybody at different sizes and belt levels doing that throw. Right, and that's that's why I do it, and yeah. it get your heart rate up. Yeah, oh, it, gets, it got your heart rate up. Um, but what was you know that day? We actually had a, we had three black belts on the mat that day because both Professor Ben and Professor Philip were there right. too. And what was, you know, Professor Ben, smaller guy, um, was executing those things like just nothing. Yeah, he's, it, he's a tiny young man. Yeah, but it's just uh, but his, his skill level and his strength and all that and feeling an equivalent, um, you know, wider blue belt that like size-wise. Right. It's like you could tell night and day – um, but it'll tell you, I could tell the way that the higher belts were doing that, you felt safer. Mm-hmm. There's just that knowledge piece of there. And so, um, yes, yeah, so I missed out on the knee on belly, but I got, I got the judo stuff. Yeah. You got the judo. That was good. <laughs> I did it, um, two Saturdays in a row and I noticed the second Saturday, uh, the, the class was a little bit lighter cause they are, you know, they talk, the Indians talk and they're like, Hey man, the chief's doing, uh, doing <laughs> judo, uh, let on Saturdays now, let's uh, let's let's go ahead. Let's let's go fishing or something. You know, go to <laughs> See, Chili's. I was there for the second week. I didn't get the first week. Yeah. I was there for the second. That's week. why I got confused because uh, <laughs> the first week we did uh, Osotogari and um, Tayatoshi, and um, so it was fun. It was just I, I love 
I love judo. I only use personally three throws. Uh, I've gotten good at them over the years. And Olympic judokas will do one, mm-hmm. but they'll keep two in their their back pocket. But on my judo black belt test, I had to do sixty seven throws. Um, and luckily, they didn't make us do kata, which is where you you do these prearranged walking up and throwing because you, you know it gets tiring just throwing someone. Yeah. I, I think I have not felt the cardio that I felt at the end of that long line mm-hmm. in a long time oh. from throwing people. Right, like I, I, it, it's it's a relatively you know simple movement. But now you've built up that muscle memory. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. And I mean, that's the thing is like you know leading into the you know I competed for the first time what was that back in August or whatever. Yeah, whenever then. Yeah, whenever the in-house. And it was to takedowns. And I remember sitting back and watching because our bracket had four white belts from our academy in there. And Mm -hmm. none of us, the takedown was just like little boys wrestling. Um, And I remember it was like two weeks after the competition that Schmokey came in and did takedowns on a Saturday. And now after that, I'm like, okay, I'm not so worried about takedowns. Uh, But that's a cardio workout that you're Mm -hmm. not – it just kind of slipped up on me. Um, so, so how how did it go? Like, so I, I know there's been times you've had like month long focuses as, as a uh, as, as as a teacher. Um, like when you've done like the white belt, the road to blue belt stuff. When you'll pull us aside for almost mm-hmm. a whole month, and it's just us white belts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I, I, I how do you kind of think through the progression of like planning out a month of jujitsu for two hundred some odd people? between the kids and the adults? I keep notes. Um, as some of you on the podcast know, I'm a retired physical education teacher, so I know how to do lesson plans and stuff. And uh, I'm also able, though, to to change it immediately if I see that there's, there's a different need. Uh, but what I, I look at my past notes, which positions have we been working on, um, what situations, escapes, you know, uh, what, what people really need this month, I can just gauge from the month before, but I usually try to plan two to three months ahead of time. One year, uh, it was Coach Ben then, but Professor Ben and I, uh, we did a year's worth of lessons, like or just really positions. This month, it's going to be this position, and and we went through all the the positions, uh, the major positions. I mean, there's you can't do uh, all of them in a year, but we had twelve of the major positions, and we worked on them. So things like that, uh, that's how we, we gauge past experiences, uh, the the level of the majority of the students we have. Right now, we have a small team group, but we have a giant white belt group, a lot of blue belts now, and then when my purple and browns show up, it's nice too. But, you know, uh, <laughs> they feel like they come they come sporadically lately. Uh, it's that time of year. You'll find in the fall – when the weather starts changing, some of these guys like, you know, I'm going to hang with the family a little bit, take a little break. You know, not a big break, but they won't come four or five times a week. They'll come once or See, twice I'm just a week. excited because the gi is a lot more comfortable to wear when it's colder. It is. It's nice. <laughs> Especially when you get out of shower. Just put on an oversized gi like a robe. It there's there's no such thing as an oversized gi to me. Oh, I'm sorry, Chad. <laughs> they don't make an A7. <laughs> well, they do. They're just going to pay a lot for it. Yeah, let's talk about that real real quick. Man, how much weight have you lost since you started jiu-jitsu? So, since I started jiu-jitsu, I've lost probably 55-ish pounds. Man, that's awesome. I started hitting it heavy a couple months before I started training, and I've lost uh, 
like this morning, as of this morning, was like 68. So, you know, people ask, can you lose weight doing jujitsu? Yeah, you can lose weight doing jujitsu. Um, especially for folks, I've got a cardiac condition. I think especially people say you need to work up your cardiac endurance. There ain't nothing better than jujitsu for that. Yep. So it's like uh, sprinting, but with someone trying to kill you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I actually manage the other. You know, I I have the Dunlop disease. You know what the Dunlop oh, yeah, disease is? You know, your belly's Dunlopped over your belt. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I managed uh, last week. I was laughing about this. You know, normally I kind of kind of tie my belt down low, and I struggle with keeping my jacket mm-hmm. t- uh, close because of that. I finally like comfortable enough to like tie my belt up a little bit higher. And I noticed Saturday with the judo stuff, I was like, "This is amazing." My belt is actually. It sounds silly, but like, you're seeing the benefit of the gi piece rather than just like this flailing jacket that's open all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was laughing. I was like, oh, "My my gi jacket's actually staying closed," and and. And I noticed, and I think I told you, uh, I'm confident, confident enough in my masculinity that I can comment on other men and how they they wear their gi now. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, man, you're looking great. Look at that. You yeah, know? it's well, I take with that belt across your middle. You can tell there's a lot of truth telling. To that, oh yeah, that belt there. You could tell like, uh, watch my black belt. Uh, when I'm losing weight, when I'm gaining a little weight, winter time. With the tears from wearing it, sometimes you see a lot more tears. Sometimes the tears get sucked up into the knot of the belt. So, do you have winter geese and summer geese? Like for um, wait, 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 don't, wait, wait, do you have like chubby geese and not chubby geese? Black, <laughs> black or navy. Yeah, that's it. it. You know, a black gee hides a multiple of uh, gluttonous sins. You yeah. know, it yeah. does. Plus, plus, I always I always feel cooler when I'm wearing a black gee too. Just, oh yeah, like Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. I do want to uh, touch on stuff since, you know, our podcast is really supposed to be for 35 and above, you know, but now we have a nine-year-old fan. Um, But testosterone recently, I started that, I'm on my 12th week. I've started losing weight uh, because I kept going to the doctor. I said, look, I I do jujitsu all the time. I I do these other activities. I exercise. Why can't I lose weight? And uh, he said, man, you're 50. Let's let's look at your, your T levels. Oh my goodness, man! My testosterone was low. I said, "How how low is it?" He said, "Right now, you're on a scale of about an 82 year old." I said, "Wow!" And um, so we started doing that, and I can tell the difference in just 12 weeks on the mat. My energy, my focus, everything's changed. And I, I go and I do blood every three weeks to make sure you know uh, that it's not too much or too little. Uh, but what a what a tremendous difference! And so a lot of older, you know, guys might want to get theirs checked. That's the what's the one thing I don't have, <laughs> or that, that I'm not taking medicine for right now. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, y'all were talking about that. Uh, it was last Saturday. I feel like it was that conversation was talking about, and it wasn't like a bunch of young bucks trying to be killers and you know, chase Nicky Rod. It was us older guys mm-hmm. that are you know looking at longevity and that sort of thing, but also wanting. To still, and I think this is one thing I appreciate. I appreciate about jujitsu. You know, a lot of you know physical sports. By the time you hit your mid thirties, you're tapped out. Right. Like you're. It, it's all what you did there, Chad. Tapped out. I, and I didn't realize I was doing that. Very nice. I was kind of proud of myself inside yeah, of that. Yeah, me too. I, I know. Was that a? You know, that phrase is so much in our vernacular now. Is that literally only like a 25, 30 year old phrase? Yeah, I uh, I think so. Uh, tapped out, yes. I would say, 
probably around the the late 90s maybe when the UFC got yeah, popular. Yeah, I, I, the other day I said that and I thought about it and I was like, huh. Yeah. Never put together that jiu-jitsu is so much part of our just cultural vernacular. Yeah, the word, I mean, or the phrase tapped out, yes. Yeah. But um, coming from judo background, uh, even karate, traditional karate, when you're doing wrist locks and stuff, you would tap the other person yeah. and they just said tap. Yeah. You know, but then tapped out came when Hoist was tapping out yeah, everybody. 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 Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah that, that's that's interesting. I just, I, yeah. So, um, but, you know, when I was, like, my wife does tons of endurance uh, running, you know, trail runs. She's on a couple of Ironman, uh, ultra marathons, that sort of stuff. And what's wild in that culture, especially for women, they begin to get more competitive when they hit their 40s in yes. that sport. And what's, I've heard that. And what's wild is you're seeing now a lot of really good jujitsu practitioners in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if you know it's just the the long the longevity of the sport is growing as the sport increases. Oh, I agree. I was the I, we've talked about this before. I was the old guy. Uh, at Professor Jeff and Professor Crater's uh, gyms, they would pick at me, call me the old man. And you were 35. And I was 35 years old. Now, the average age is probably, what, about 45? To, yeah, you know, yeah. For uh, you know, our adult men. Um, that's the, the men. And it's, it's so different now. There, there's more opportunity. Uh, but people are living longer, eating better most of the time. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, like comparing, I, I was talking to one of my friends, um, one of my fellow arcade collector friends in Monroe. He and I were talking about, we're in our 50s, how we are more athletic, uh, healthier than our dads when they yeah. were in their 50s. Yeah. You know, it, it, not your dad. Your dad ran everywhere. Yeah. Right? I mean, Yeah, but he started doing that in his 50s. Though. Okay. Uh, to me, knowing your dad, I, I've always – Thought of him as a, a you know a preacher first, a runner second, and then a one time Harley owner. That okay, I, 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 yeah, that was that was funny. I called him putt putt because I swore that Harley never got out of third gear when he really, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he looked cool on it, didn't he? He did look cool. He did look cool on it. Um, you know, I wonder if that's you know some of it is just you know in 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 the West or in the East, martial arts were were a lifestyle practice for hundreds of years, right? And you really didn't see them hit the United States. You know, I, I mean, I get seventies, sixties, but you really didn't start seeing it a lot till the seventies. And the reason is um, karate tournaments. Yeah, once uh, people like Joe Lewis, um, Chuck Norris, uh, Superfoot Bill Wallace, once those guys became mainstream on like the NBC you know, sports highlights or the wide world of sports, they would showcase it. Then it started becoming more popular. So, yeah, 70s is when the martial arts hit real big. And so even with that, like, you look at at the Gracies, you know, we're seeing the introductory practitioners of the whole wider sport. Right. Are still alive for the most part. Mm -hmm. And as as the sport grows... And accommodates. I mean, you've got you got the Dirty Dozen, those, that, those, that that first bunch of American black belts in jiu-jitsu. You know, most 
majority of them are all still practicing. There's right. a couple have kind of gone dark. I've read the articles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the sport, if someone loves something in their 20s, that means they're going to keep on loving it in their 30s but differently, in their 40s different, in their 50s differently, in their 60s different. And we've got folks in their 60s who train with us. Right. Um, and, yeah, I rolled with uh, Bobby Karate last night. Well, and it's like, you know, Bobby's, Bobby's jiu-jitsu is a blue belt. And then you've got people's jujitsu as a black belt in their sixties, right? Um, and then Bobby was a white belt in his sixties too. And so you kind of think that. So I guess to kind of circle back to the whole idea of like your month in jujitsu. You've talked. We've talked some about like what your month has been like as a teacher, as an academy owner, as professor. But like, do you still? You tell us all the time, and you'll have a goal when you come in. Um. Like, do you still have training goals in your oh, mind? Do you like, like your definitely. your month of your practice, your practice of the of the art? Like, what what does that look like for you as you think about that? I feel like a a white belt all the time. A uh, black belt was the most humbling thing ever. Like, I have nine black belts now in other martial arts. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was the the one that really humbled me because. Um, you know, you think you're ready for it, then you get it, and you realize that um, more than other martial arts, they think you know it all in jiu-jitsu. No, you're not even scratching the surface. You're beginning again, basically. So I'm always trying to refine my fundamentals. That's why I enjoy working with the white belts so much because I love the fundamentals. Uh, Hodger Gracie's a big, um, uh, I guess, hero of mine for jiu-jitsu, and he pushes fundamentals a lot Uh Roy Dean, you know, people I like, uh, they push the fundamentals. And so I've been working for the last uh, month really on my side control and not just escaping but also submissions and trying to refine them and get them to a different level, uh, more reflex instead of thinking. Because there's some, there's some moves I'll do no matter what. Somebody throws the arm up, boom, Americana, you're done. But there are techniques with the gi that um, I just haven't used in a long time. So what I'm doing is I'm going back to that to that well, and I'm bringing those things back into my game and trying to refine it because uh, you, you don't want to get stale, and you don't want to be a one-trick pony. You know what I mean? Um, even my escapes, they know which way I'm going to escape, so now I'm going to reverse, I'm going to try this one. Just to keep it fresh and to grow as a martial artist, does that kind of help? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's just like you know, you you have a goal, you have a thing you go to, and I love. I feel like, uh, you know, I've been driving a lot for work lately, and so it's been a lot of jujitsu podcasts. And what's so interesting is I feel like I've been hearing people talk more and more and more about fundamentals. Yes, and realizing you know, there's the, there's the new school, old school. There's the the all the argument now about. Is no gi jujitsu its own thing, separate? I know we're a traditional school, that sort of a stuff. But what's so interesting is, you know, hearing people talk about, you know, Hadra um, and Hickson and like their ability to, their fundamentals were just so, so solid. It kept them, um, you know, just deeply competitive for a really long oh, amount yeah. of time because they weren't trying tons of fancy stuff. And it's like, you know, and also their commitment to taking, um, you know, sometimes several months. I was hearing, you know, Henry Aiken talk about when uh, he trained under Hickson. 
how Hickson would not tell people what he was doing, but for six months, all he'd be thinking about is the mount. Right. And you don't think of Hickson Gracie having to worry about the mount. Mm-hmm. And here, here I'm, you know, two-stripe white belt looking at some some crazy submission from side and be like, no, 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 just just worry about the mount. Just worry chat. about the mount. <laughs> um, you know, some people will ask us when our guys go to competition and they do really well, the, the group from Alexandria and Nogi, how many days a week do you do Nogi? One, one night? Well, well, how come they're so good? Because our fundamentals are good. The, the basic fundamentals that transfer to Gi or Nogi, it's the same, and they work hard. And we we focus on on that, and I think that helps. I'm really goal oriented. I don't. Yeah, okay. There's some Saturdays you might want to come in and say, "All right, I'm just going to roll and see what happens." But I really like to train with some some goal in mind that's going to better me. You know, um, and at my age too, sometimes just not getting tapped by the young black belts or brown belts that that's a win for me. You know, there's got to be a goal. Like today, I'm going to try to uh, get a cross-collar choke from either, you know, uh, guard or from mount. And then some days I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what they can hit me with, and I want to escape from whatever position they get me in. So I always have a goal in my rolling too, not just my training, but my actual rolling. What what do I want to to see, and what's the end result? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think – you know, for me, you know, last week I was just just smoked and bushed. I noticed, but oh, it was. But I'd made it. <laughs> but I'd made a decision that it's kind of like I've, I haven't trained yet this week. Today will be my only day to train this week. But I know I'm going into it the exact same thing. And like what my month in jujitsu has looked like has been this the the frustration I've been trying to overcome for the last several months, uh, of kind of what got me in trouble at the last competition, but also realizing okay. Uh, there's ways that you just have to you overcome this, and so like I I'm starting out on my back every single roll on purpose, and realizing how I do not like that, but I'm beginning to see growth edges from just being comfortable starting off on my back, mm-hmm. and you know try to try to pull guard, but if I can't, you know being all right with it. Um, rather than just, especially cause I, I, lately I've been rolling a lot more with like the other like mid tier white belts and we make jokes about just white belt death match. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a joke. It's for real. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I love, I love Justin Maxwell and I love Brad because we'll literally look at each other and we'll be like, all right, 50%. And we actually mean it instead of saying 50% and then just I always and, lie and then honey badger somebody. And I hate to say it, but I lie. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going 50, 70% today. And no, then as soon as they do something to me, my body kicks in. I'm like, man, I thought I was hurt. And then afterwards, I regret it. But it's like my body goes into survival mode and said, oh, no, no, you're bringing yeah. it. Well, it's and I think, you know, it's a long game. And I got myself pretty busted up about six or seven weeks ago, one Thursday night, just going way too hard. Mm-hmm. And I felt it for a week. I mean, legitimately. And I'm realizing, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not jujitsu. Like, I don't want to feel this busted up because I could tell it was my own fault. Right. White belt and blue belt was like that for me. It was horrible. There were nights as a blue belt, and I know I did 
damage to my liver because I would take ibuprofen almost every night after training. Uh, it was brutal. Um, but then what changed was at Purple Belt, I realized I was doing it to myself. I was not um, applying proper technique. I was not um, – how should I put this? I was not warming up maybe enough and loosening my body. Uh, I was just coming in there and doing jujitsu and I wasn't thinking about longevity. And we talked about this recently on the, the group messenger. If I could go back in time with jujitsu, I would even take longer to get my black belt. Now I would do things differently. I would, um, I, and people think I'm anti-competition. I'm not at all. I just, I'm more like, uh, I follow the Carlos senior, mentality of I see more benefits in jiu-jitsu than competition. I, sometimes I look at competition just as a way to test yourself, and it's uh, and something for the young guys. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to end up like um, some of the old karate guys that all they have at, at, in their 60s and 70s is memories of years of competition and when oh, yeah. they did this and that. Instead of saying, hey, I've benefited this way, I've – I've changed people's lives. The, those are the things. That's just what I, I, yeah. I look for. But so if I could go back in time, I would compete less, actually. I would, but I'd still compete. I would take more time with the family, which we, as men, we all say that, and um, eat better. And I would, I would definitely stretch after because that's where you really get sore. If you don't stretch your body out, watch the old guys like me and Donovan. We're, we're always, you know, uh, doing the downward dog position after class. We're stretching the hamstrings, the quads, the neck. You have to do that before you go home, and the best time to do it is when your body is warm. Yeah. Now, you don't have to go to the extreme where uh, Philip, Professor Philip likes to do the sauna and the cold plunge. I'm sorry. I don't like anything that cold. I cannot hey, do it. I, I was doing that last year. Did it work? In February and March, it did. I would come home from jujitsu and I would walk out that backyard in my gi and I would take my gi off, be in my drawers, and I would walk in that pool. Man, I have so much respect and for you. It, but but my my wife cold plunges and uh -huh. she was doing some stuff. Um, your, your wife's an athlete, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I mean she she's a beast at what she does. She had a hip mm -hmm. injury about a year and a half ago. And it was the first time she'd ever been injured. Okay, and so she had to kind of recover from that. But she's I mean we're going to Shreveport this weekend. She's doing a half marathon tomorrow. Um, you know, she's back are, on, are bears chasing her? Why? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. What's funny was I asked her once. I was like, "Hey, you want to come to jujitsu?" And she said, "No, no, 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 no." She's like, "I don't like touching that much." Yes. <laughs> but um, the, well, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah. Oh, if you per, if personal space is an uh -huh. issue, what about being between a guy's legs where he pulls closed guard? Oh yeah. You know you yeah. got to be confident in uh in your manhood. There's a, there. There's a lot of things. I found that so we also we have this mat that Meredith found online. Um, it's a stretch mat. It's a stretch pad. It was expensive, but it has probably twenty different air bladders. It's the size of this this table, mm -hmm. and it has a thirty minute sequence. And it it's the air bladders are strong enough to hold you still, and it will completely contort you and stretch you out. I mean, it's not comfortable. Like it's not like a, a massage mat. Um, but that thing afterwards, I've also, I started taking, um, cause I was tired of my elbows. Right. Sarah, little Sarah, mm -hmm. she can, she can grab an arm bar in the weirdest places. And, and I realized like, I'm tired of my joints hurting and this kind of stuff. And I was doing turmeric for a little while. And then I started, you know, the Jocko fuel, the, uh, joint war therapy. 
I don't take it. I mean, it's expensive if you take it at his dosage level. Uh, I I half the dosage, and I've been doing that for the last month. Like my joints feel a lot better from that. Um, But I mean, I think you know. Why don't you call him? We need a sponsor for the podcast. Oh, I'd love. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jocko, come. Uh, But but that um, you know, I think a lot of my month has been finally like okay, we're going to be doing this for a long time. You don't have to. To, and so it's been a, a, it's slowing down, um, but I think that that's just the piece. So you talked about how you and you and Professor Ben had like that year long curriculum almost designed out for for training. Do you think like how long do you think a person if they're planning their jujitsu, their roles and their training, you're saying you set goals, that sort of a thing. Like how long do you think like a normal everyday old guy practitioner should be thinking ahead? for what they're planning on doing. Like, should they be planning their jujitsu a month at a time? Yes. Uh, that's my recommendation. And other instructors would probably, you know, have different recommendations, but mine is get a calendar and on that calendar. Okay. You're getting to the end of the month. Let's say the last week of the month, you know what your, your strengths and weaknesses have been for this month. So next month go through and on the days of training, Write down what your goals are going to be and look at it. You can't just write it down. You have to look at it, and that will help. And just just a month ahead. Now, if you're teaching, you need to do more than that, but really just a month ahead of time because I like, I like to uh, – my personal training is I like to see the week or the month uh, before, uh, you know, what happened. You know, how can I fix this or how can I make it better? Or if this was really good, great. Now let's make this other um, submission better, you know. that That's where I'm at. Yeah. I can see that because, you know, I've been I've been playing just going on my back so much. Uh, and I'm, I'm realizing right now my sweep game is horrible. Mm-hmm. And now, so now it's a question of, okay, I think that I'm not done with this goal season yet uh of just getting comfortable in my back but i think maybe the next adaptation when when i feel like it's time to make the next adaptation is going to be okay you're going to play from your back but now let's begin thinking about sweeps mm-hmm. and and just thinking of that because that's what i mean if, if you're going to do this for a long time uh wouldn't you rather do it for a long time in an intentional way exactly you know meredith loves i think the reason that she does all the races that she does is it makes her train for something yes I, very rarely does she not have something that she is training for, and that changes up her approach. If it's a you know if it's a trail race uh, versus a road race, it's a different thing. If it's a, if it's a triathlon, it's a different thing versus um, you know like when she was training for a hundred mile trail race, mm-hmm. like that was the only thing she could do if she was training for a hundred mile trail race, that sort of stuff. And so I think the the, the rolling with intention for middle-aged folks is even more important than just the young bucks that want to be killers. And for health too, you have to have a goal. Like, um, you know, the the doctor will tell me that my heart is like a 20 year old when they listen to it, but he always says the same thing. You got to lose some weight. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, uh, I wasn't doing jujitsu, then I would be fat like, uh, Garth Brooks from the nineties, you know, (laughs) um, nobody wants to go back and see those videos, but, uh, so it also works for health. And when it comes to the calendar, I always tell people have 
make January and February you're just free months, okay? And this is why. Because by March – the calendars that they didn't sell go on sale, and you can get all the, you can get all the cats and the Harley Davidson calendars for like you know seventy five percent off. Yeah, yeah. So you get yeah two free months. Just play around with jujitsu. Oh, <laughs> that was a long on ramp for a good joke. Yeah, and you can't. But you know you can't. I hate to tell people, but if you wait too long, you can't get all the cute puppy calendars. Yeah, the no, puppies outsell the cat calendars. So nobody I mean, wants a cat. I've calendar. seen it in me. Either. But it makes me angry because I don't like cats. I'm not a cat person, oh. so that's why I use the cat calendars. Yeah. <laughs> well, Professor, I, I hope that you're, the rest of your month in jiu-jitsu, this day and a half, is a good month of jiu-jitsu. And I hope, Chad, that this month your jiu-jitsu is as fabulous as your beard. <laughs> well, my beard's getting worse since I started jiu-jitsu. I don't know, it, but it, it. It, looks, it, it looks great, though, you know, co- compared to – some of the beards I've seen on the mat. That's another podcast about cleaning the gym. We'll have to talk about uh, that and the hair. Uh, and it sucks as a bald man to have to clean all this hair. I'm like, people are blessed with all this hair. And look, they just leave it everywhere. You should just make yourself a wig out of mat hair. Hold on. <laughs> that would be cute. Oh, well, uh, thanks for tuning in Jiu-Jitsu Impossible. We'll see y'all back next episode. Adios. Adios.